we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We concentrate on NBA, NFL, and sometimes UFC. Headlining today will be Andrew Luck. Uh, the beginning of the college season with Florida and Miami this past weekend, along with a little bit of NBA. But I'm going to go ahead and introduce the host. My name is Alex, and go ahead and say something for Mohammed. Hey, just want to say what's up to all the listeners. Thank you for listening and keep listening. Yeah, we have a couple of different platforms. You can comment, share what you might want to listen to uh, or know about uh, with our IG. So you think you know sports and also Twitter. You can find us on YouTube. Also, main thing is this podcast, though. But the first subject is going to be the big news in the NFL. The bomb dropping this weekend during the College game. Andrew Luck has let the Colts know that he will be retiring from the NFL after seven seasons. He is only 29 years old. He has been battling injuries for the past three to four years here, and he is walking away from $58 million in future money. But do you really think this is more about mental health, or is it more about injuries and his physical health i think it's an accumulation of both this guy has missed multiple games and it's he's been out for a whole year i think just going back to i think the year of 2017 i remember at that time he was going through a shoulder injury that they were saying that he was going to come back but he ended up not playing that whole season and then he came back last year and played very well and um was one of the top quarterbacks in the league, of course. But then you come up, come into this year, and he has a calf injury, which uh, sidelines him. But everybody was expecting him to come back. You know, he's gone through this before. And then this bomb drops, and he says he's retiring. And as a quarterback, yeah. there's just so much pressure. And I'm, I'm thinking it's probably more of the mental thing. Like, I have to go back to rehab again. I got to go and prepare for the season again. How many times or how many years am I going to have to go through with this where it's just so much? And it was just probably weighing him down so much mentally. The physical part kind of took a, I I guess, a a backseat to that. Mm, I think it's pretty equal Uh, because his exact quote was he's mentally worn down. And so, yes, it is going to be his mental part, but I think just as much it's going to be physical. Having those injuries that constantly keep happening, just like his lacerated, I think it was his kidney, liver, I'm not exactly sure which one, but he was peeing blood. That's That was the result. And he's been going through this for a couple years. He said he's, he's lost the joy uh, that he had for football. And I can see why if you're constantly battling body-wise, for the fan base it it looked like they had no respect for him because this guy he had given them years of great quarterback play and they're just gonna boo him off the field i know it's not the right time is the the timing is poor but for all that this guy has given you're just gonna boo him off the field i i don't agree with that yeah so do you think that Andrew Luck owes the Colts and fans more time, even though he's not fully healthy. 
No, I, I don't think so. I think when you get to that point, he he knew that, you know, it was just time. And I don't see him coming back. This th- There's just so much pressure and weight on you as an athlete that, you know, he, he just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence on that one, uh, <laughs> on whether he owed them more time or whether he, I think he he owed them to say this a long time ago. But he said he only took 10 days. So it does seem like it's a slight sporadic decision. But once you start thinking like that, you're ready to end the game. You're ready not to do this anymore. It's kind of no way to get back on the train when you have to battle injuries and you have to battle this that you've been doing for four years. That's almost half a decade where you've just been battling through the pain. Yeah, he's been battling for multiple years. Um, His offensive line, especially whenever he first got into the league, was pretty bad. And him trying to extend plays all the time didn't help. I know he was pretty young and, you know, he can uh, bounce back from he anything. Pretty, he, well, he I, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> he is still young. That's the thing. Yeah, he that, still is young. He's choosing it, himself. Uh, that, that is true. But what I'm saying is whenever he first got in the league, he's like, you know what? I, I mean, I've been getting hit all my life. I can bounce back from this. But you're in the NFL now. And these dudes hit harder and faster. And it's just so much harder to come back from these injuries. Well, I think a lot of it's taking this toll because the Colts just didn't, wasn't that great in other areas of their team. Their offensive line wasn't great, so which resulted in him having a lot of injuries. Their defense wasn't great, which always kept them on the field. That's probably one reason why he reached so many records in such a short amount of short career, because he's actually going to be a Hall of Famer. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't think well, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. No. That's he is. No, he can't be a Hall of Famer. He hasn't done that much. I, I, well, I wish I had all the numbers in front of me right now because I, I did just review it, but I didn't just think it would be coming up on this. But, yes, he actually, he actually by the numbers, does qualify for Hall of Fame. Uh, but he is not the only player who has – chosen to cut their careers very short, like star players. Uh, There's Barry Sanders, who ended his career at age 31 when he played for the uh, Detroit Lions. Calvin Johnson, who also played for the Detroit Lions in a different era, but he also said goodbye to the game at age 30. Also Patrick Willis, who played for the San Francisco 49ers. And he also said at age 30 he was going to call it quits and we're going to throw Gronk, uh, Rob Gronkowski, who plays for the Patriots on the list for now, who is 29. But I, I still think he, he, there's a possibility he does come back. Uh, but the question is, is it selfish to retire prematurely if a player has a franchise fully built around him? No, I don't think it's selfish. I mean, this guy, he has a family. It's more than just the fans and the team. This guy is a person. I, I think people forget that at the end of the day. They have to go home and deal with these injuries and multiple pressures from all over the place. So I don't think he owes the team anything. 
Okay. Well, I, I'm just going to argue the other side. Just I, I'm on his side. Just trust me about him retiring and everything. But I'm just going to try to argue the other side of this. This is millions of dollars, if not billions, when it comes to a franchise. And when you have something built completely around you, which at this point, it has grown to this point where Andrew Luck has everything built around him. And he was always going to be that person when he got drafted because he also was the heir apparent to uh, to Peyton Manning, which is a big thing. But I would say you do. It is kind of selfish if you're referring to being this age and still having that ability. I think he owed them enough time to review it. Go on the IR, be hurt for even a full year again and not play. And then they say, you know what? I just can't do it. I, I think he at least owed them to play the game. So so you want him to... Game. Okay, so you want him to basically sit out a whole year, collect that money, even though I know they said they're going to give him the money anyway, collect that money okay. over a full season and not do anything and then retire, I think that looks worse because he doesn't care about the money. It, I don't think it looks worse. I think it it caters to the fans because at least they would be understanding. They were highly, they were caught off guard. That that booing was a caught off guard booing because today I'm pretty sure the, the people who did boo are embarrassed by them booing, but it was a knee-jerk reaction. It was an in-the-moment reaction. This, I see you on the field. How are you telling me you're going to retire uh, and you are the franchise? That's what they were booing at. I, that's what I truly think they were booing at. They weren't booing at him specifically. It was the scenario they were booing at. I think it's both because there's crazy fans for every team. But um, I, I feel like you should be asking why. Why are you retiring? Don't go in, uh, react like that, and start booing. This guy has given everything to the team. I wanted to also add that um, it's it's not selfish for him retiring because – He's given a lot to the team. He's played at a high level every time he's been on the field. So I don't think he owes too much to the team or the fans at this point. Well, I, I, the question was a more of a general. He, he plays into this, but it was a more general. If a player, any player, had a team built around them, is it selfish to uh, end it prematurely? But uh, I, I still think he owed them the... Uh, the what would you call this? Um, the wooing process or the ending process or closure? I, the fans would have rathered him sit out and at least take a longer time to make this decision. I understand he knows it is the right uh, decision, and I also think it's the right decision. But you still owe them more than ten days of deciding you're gonna so, destroy go such a big thing. So you you just saying the timing is all bad. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. That's why because I don't think they were booing at Kim. I think they were booing at the scenario, the timing. That you're you're underestimating the real time of technology now. They were they had this popping up on their phone immediately, just like everybody else who has notifications from these different apps: ESPN, CBS Sports, Fox Sports, any any different outlet that pops up instantly. And they're Colts fans. It's probably popping up on every single one of their phones at once. And they see him on the field. 
that is a knee-jerk reaction. They they can't believe this is actually happening to them. They it's like they're having a blackout moment. I can see that. It's it's the, the timing is bad. I can agree with that, but I don't think he owes the team anything. Um, I, I think that. I go ahead. You said I agree. Well, I agree, but I think he owes them that money, even though they said they weren't going to uh, get it back. <laughs> well, if they're giving it to him, why not take it? I agree. Yes, you take it if you. But if we're saying what he owes them, he owes them that money. Yeah, well, I mean, he can owe them that money for this upcoming but, season, but before you know, that, I don't think so. I agree, but uh, he is going to get to keep twenty four point eight million dollars. That is not no. That is not pocket change. It, it's probably pocket change to the owner, and that's who's no, paying him. I agree, but that's a lot of pocket change you can put somewhere else because you're going to need now. That's true, um, but you're definitely. I mean, I like that pocket the franchise. Okay, well, with this, I, I didn't even actually want to uh, think about this question prehand, but do you think the Colts possibly get better with not having an injured uh, Andrew Luck because the uh, backup is Jake, Jacob... Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Brissett? Sorry, Jacoby Brissett, yes. Jacoby Brissett, who has actually start, uh, started for the Colts the previous two years ago when uh, Andrew Luck was hurt. Do you think they are better because they they actually have a cohesive team all the way around? No, they definitely are not better. But I, I don't think this puts them. <laughs> I don't think this puts them out of the race for winning the division, though. Jacoby Brissett, he was a pretty good quarterback whenever he first started. I think that was his first year in the league because he was drafted by the Patriots in the third round, and they thought highly of him. And he played a pretty good game against the Texans one Thursday night. And then they traded um, Jacoby Brissett to the Colts because, um, of course, Andrew Luck, he was out. And he played very well for that season. And I'm excited to see where he's going to go this season, um, what he's learned just being in the system for a while now. And I think that the Colts, they still have a pretty good chance to win this division because their team was pretty good. Yeah. And I think he is the lucky man out. He has been handed, uh, well, Andrew Luck was handed a Honda. A pretty good Honda, but maybe like 10 years later than the year, year in Honda. And guess what uh, Jacoby Brissett is getting? He's getting a Ferrari. He got a Ferrari. It's a, it's a great offensive line. You got great receivers. Your defense is not too shabby. You're the plug-in piece. And you actually have been here for a while and gotten to learn behind somebody who they probably actually never see you actually replacing. But you are the only option. So I think he has a Ferrari and he can, like I, like you were saying, could possibly win the division still. Yeah, definitely. And he has the keys to that Ferrari. And I feel like he'll drive it pretty well. It, it might get a few you know, dents and marks in it, but I think he'll be a pretty good driver. Yeah. I, I agree. I definitely agree when he's gotten to sit in the passenger side for a couple of years. Actually, one year in the driver and one year in the passenger. He's actually set up for some slight success. He knows the system. He's he's seen the team kind of grow up in his small amount of time on the team and might 
become his franchise depending on what he does uh, this upcoming season. But uh, just to kind of throw one more thing back in about Andrew Luck before we move on. Do you see, you did kind of answer this earlier, but do you see him, Andrew Luck, back in the NFL again? No, I don't see him coming back um, because if he ever does decide, you know what, let me pull a Brett Favre and come back. Once he takes that first hit, he's he's done because he's gone through so many injuries. He doesn't want to be reminded of that. He, he's probably feel like, you know, I'm going to have to go through the whole rehab process again because I'm injured again. And he does not want to do that again. OK, and. I have a, a two-part question because somebody else proposed as soon as uh, the news came out and I text a couple people to say, yo, do, can you believe he actually did this? Somebody proposed a really good scenario that I like to propose. It wasn't my idea, so I'm going to let it uh, be known, but I'm going to answer it my way first. My way, I think he's going to be back in the NFL, but I think it's a clicking t- uh, clock on when he's going to be a coach in the NFL. I, I don't think it's going to take too long. It's going to be within the next three years he will be a coach in the league, if not for the Colts. I don't know whether they'll just kind of want to patch that whole embarrassing scenario and that memory by making him a coach even sooner there. But I just don't know. They they kind of already bought his service with $24.8 million. I can see him being a coach, but not playing in the NFL again. Yeah. Okay, and and just to kind of throw in that other scenario that was actually, I, I was like, wow, that is a, a great analysis. It seemed like something I would I would say, but it was not my idea. Now, he, this person said that they see him coming back and replacing Tom Brady <laughs> in a couple of years. And I honestly can see that. No, I, I just don't see him coming back. He's been well, hurt I too much and weighed down mentally. Okay, he is right now, but time heals wounds. And if you give him about three to four years of true away from the game, true feeling better, true feeling and missing the NFL, I can see that happening. And I really can see the Patriots taking that risk because his upside was so great, and he really wouldn't be that old at that point. Four years from now, he'll only be uh, 33. And that's still relatively young for a franchise-type quarterback. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good dream scenario, but I don't see it happening. Um, the Patriots would be that team to take a chance on them because they're that team that's like, why not? He has a pretty mm-hmm. good upside, but I, I really don't see that happening. Yeah, I, I agree, but it was a great uh, idea of a scenario because that is actually possible and I would if anything I would see that type of team making that type of risk Uh, but to move it all along we're still going to be in the NFL on this subject of course Antonio Brown has lost his second uh, spat about the grievance of his his helmet issue uh, with the NFL but at this point he his agent has said yes he's going to get an up-to-date helmet he, he's kind of given up on the fight. But they also said in report that they have multiple offers for custom-made helmets. So I want to propose a late question here. Was Antonio Brown playing the long game? Or was this all about his selfish wanting to do what he likes to do because he's the team's biggest star? 
I think it's just him being selfish. He has a history of being selfish, and he just wants to have the attention all on him. He wants to catch all the balls and get all the attention. But, I I mean, I know I'm saying a lot of negative stuff, but I like Antonio Brown. I like whenever he plays well, but not all of the, I guess, bad media and attraction that he gets. And the antics. I, yeah, I the antics. The antics. That, that's the best word. Because he's, he's causing this to a certain degree, and that's what's getting him the flack, because a lot of people are actually on his side and really want to stay on his side, but he's making it hard uh, with a lot of moves since he's become a Raider. He, he's become a, now a bad boy. I'm the superstar. So I, I am leaning more towards your side that he, this was all still him being, I am the biggest superstar. I am the biggest talent. I am a phenom uh, type of positioning uh, at, at this point of his life. But if his whole idea, which I kind of think he lucked up into this, but if he really was playing it smarter, he's the smartest person in the room, and I'm really playing all these companies to eventually bid to be my helmet, uh, producer, he's gotten an ingenious idea because that could change the whole uh, I say endorsement wise when it comes to the NFL because it seems like you can get whichever helmet from whichever uh, uh, company as long as they qualify in the NFL and they'll paint it to be just like everybody else's. That's what I just it seems like. Uh, but hey, how do you feel about it? Um, well, let me propose the question. Does he look like LeVar Ball in this situation? I think LeVar Ball is actually what you're saying. Like, he actually plays the fool, but he is smarter. And that's his whole thing. Underestimate me if you want, but I, I'm going to get my stuff to go through. Because which he has gotten some successful things to go through. Um, but when it comes to Antonio Brown... I don't think that's the case. I think he is smart, but I don't think he, I, I, I just don't know. I'm really not sure because it, it's getting too skewed between antics and ingenious ideas. I can't trace the lines. <laughs> that's true. I, I think it's more of the antics and bad persona that he's putting out here, but he just looked up into it, like you said. Yeah, he he looked up into a a, um, a Da Vinci, like I I don't know. He just threw a bunch of paint, uh, threw a fit, and ended up with a masterpiece. If if he gets this great endorsement deal with a, a helmet, because that really might change the whole NFL and how big stars get endorsed. Yeah, and I think that's a a pretty good thing. That can really potentially yeah, um, get players more money. I agree, and I agree, and I think NFL players, I lobby for NFL players to get more money because a lot of things aren't, they just don't stack up when it comes to their, their, uh, I guess the second biggest sport in the NFL, sorry, in the U.S. uh, with NBA. It's always kind of a tug and war between, depending on the person on whether who's first or who's second, but I would still say the NFL is still number one in the U.S., Uh, but when it comes to freeness and progressiveness and money and representation, NBA takes the cake. Definitely. They're king to representation and money. Guaranteed. Yeah. 
I agree. I agree. And uh, just to kind of move it on, because uh, we have some news about injuries. Now, Texans running back Lamar Miller has now torn his ACL in a scrimmage game. So do, does this keep the Texans from having a productive season without having a clear uh, backup close to them this season? Which actually, sorry, they do have a clear backup, but does this actually impede them in their their race to try to win the division? Yeah, it does impede them because he offered some continuity and chemistry for the team. Because whenever you lose that one player that's been playing and taking most of the snaps, it, it really hurts your team. I mean, it might take some time to get over, but it, it hurts your team. And that could put you behind the eight ball. I, I agree. Because they actually wanted to use them in tandem. And to refer to the other player I'm referring to who's going to be the, now the starter, it's going to be Duke Johnson. He is their now clear replacement at running back. But their plans when they got Duke Johnson was to use uh, Lamar Miller and Duke John- Johnson in tandem and kind of change up the offense. Now they they are resetting possibly parts of their playbook, uh, but I still think they can they can possibly have a productive season because the way the NFL goes, you can kind of replace running back for the running backs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can do you can really do it by committee. If you have yeah. a good um, playbook committee and, and plan. Oh, yeah, committee, too. Yeah. But I, I think scheme really helps, too. Yeah, I agree. But it, it definitely helps to have a good committee, even if they're average uh, good running backs. Um, and you do it all together, you can actually get pretty far. They might not have a lot of yards separately, but they do different things and they specialize in different different parts. This does set them back just a little bit. Now, talking about setbacks, Cam Newton uh, played in a scrimmage game on last Thursday and got injured. He has now reported to have a midfoot strain. Do you think Cam Newton has the ability to make it through a full 16-game season? He, he- he has the potential to do it, but it's not looking good. I'm thinking that he might miss one game this season, one or two games, mainly two minor injuries that pile up, and he's just going to have to take some time off. But I don't think it's going to greatly impact him, but it's not a good look. Whenever he got hit, it looked like it was pretty soft. It's almost like he just fell down. Um this might be just from normal wear and tear, and he just it just finally just broke or strained itself. But this is not a good look for Cam Newton. I agree. I definitely agree because uh, a lot of people wonder if he can stay healthy now after he's had uh, that MVP season. Really, he he's he's actually shown some really great. Uh, sparks again but he has different injuries that just keeps coming about i agree i think he misses max three games this season but i don't think he even missed that many i think it may be just one game and maybe one and a half miss a whole quarter i'm sorry a full half in a game um but with with cam it's gonna make it hard i think he has his 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 clock is ticking He's becoming an older quarterback in this uh, league. It's, that, it's, go ahead. 
That is true. I feel like he takes a lot of hits, and these are hits are piling up. I know he's Superman, but you know, he has his kryptonite, and that's multiple hits. But um, I I, the, the Panthers, they just might start. Um, looking for another quarterback in the next couple of years if these injuries keep piling up and Cam Newton, he doesn't um, stay healthy. I Actually, I think it would take one 8-8 eight and eight season for the Panthers to want to move on. Uh, what? I think it's due to... Yeah, and that's bad. Uh, if they cut an even season, they might look for another quarterback. Just because... I think they keep trying to make him make that next step. Uh, and like, I, did they were they eight and eight last year? I think they were above eight and eight. No, they were I think they were, because then they made, they didn't make. I think the they playoffs. were seven and nine. Yeah. So, uh, actually, I, I'll push it down. If they get another seven and nine season, I think they're looking at another quarterback, or they're at least ushering in his replacement to be learning. You know how that goes. That's true, and I feel like there's a few quarterbacks coming up in the next couple of years that have great potential that the Panthers might be looking at. Yeah, imagine if they were in position to get Tua. I think they would get him. Mm, like next year? Because I think Tua only has one more year left. I I agree, but that that, that would say they don't do great this season, uh, which is possible. Let's say... You're right, and Jameis makes the next step this year, and they they at least get second in the division. Uh, let's say Atlanta makes third, and it's still hard competition, and the Saints actually win the division again. It's still possible because they're they're very in the interchangeable positions in this division. Yeah, that's true. I also feel like you shouldn't underrate the Falcons. Um, I think all of these teams have pretty good quality but it's hard. players. Yeah, it's, it's hard to pick anywhere anybody's going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to choose this division because I feel like all of these teams have great potential. Especially the Falcons um, because they have talent all across the board on offense. And their defense just had a whole bunch of injuries last year. And if you just look at so, um, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan's stats from last year, it's pretty close to what it was his MVP season whenever they made it to the Super Bowl. So it was really their defense that let them down last year. I agree, and that's happened to him a few times uh, in the past couple of years when it comes to Matt Ryan. Uh, but, it, it, like I said, it's very hard to pick this division. Right now, by face value, I would pick the Saints over the Falcons. Uh, off face value, just because of Cam's uh, injury, I'm picking the Falcons over the Panthers. And nobody has real full faith in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they have some of the tallest receivers in the entire league, and they don't have a not-too-shabby quarterback. Yeah, he's all right. Um, He's always had potential, but he always let off-the-field stuff get in the way and dumb stuff. I agree. I always slightly see Cam and Jameis as a slight type same person, but Cam moves smoother. And he does not get in trouble the way Jameis gets in trouble. He gets in trouble a different way, uh, whether that's how he's coming off, how he's dressing. It, 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 I don't know what turns people off from Cam, because I'm not turned off from Cam, but I can I know there are people, even in the fans of Panthers fans, 
because I'm, I'm not specifically a Panthers fan, but we're in Panthers Nation. Even those people, some of those people don't like Cam Newton. I think it's because it's the smugness about him. But I think it's kind of disrespectful to say that um, Cam Newton is like Jameis Winston. I mean, Jameis Winston, he's way worse. He He's done some way worse things than Cam Newton. Cam Newton hasn't really gotten in any type of off-the-field trouble. What, but what I'm saying is in people's other people's eyes, Sorry, I I was saying in my eyes, but in other people's eyes, they kind of look the same. Not like I'm not saying like look as in how they look, uh, like visually look. Yeah. But <laughs> when it comes to perception, they kind of think of them the same. Oh, Cam always getting in trouble. They they kind of attach his injuries with trouble, and I don't know. It's a I, I can tell there's a psychological match between the two uh, that they throw in more. They got to deal with with Cam when he gets injured. I think it's the smugness, and whenever his team loses, he has a towel over his head. He's looking all sad, doesn't look like he wants to be there. I think it's more of the leadership that they have um, a problem with. I kind of think it's his outfits. <laughs> I just, what? <laughs> no, I think it's his outfits, because if, even if they're losing, he has this Dapper Dan outfit on, uh, GQ, with his bag, and they they just lost. Well, you want him to look like, dirty? No 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 no. <laughs> I'm not saying me. I love I love the whole uh, change it up uh, whatever. I don't always like everything he he wears, but I have no problems with what how he is when it comes to dressing. I'm referring to how other people perceive it, whether it be media. I am attaching to that smug thing that you're saying. I think they see it through the dressing, how he dresses. I think that's where they're getting smug from. Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit, but you, you can't. He doesn't really talk smug. He is not a person who does smug things that are put out into the uh, media. He's working with uh, foundations. He's helping kids. He He's never really saying any. He, he's done it in press conferences, but that was when he was he's just lost. He don't feel like talking, and he's looking. He's wearing something extra dapper. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm telling you, that's where people I think are attaching it. They're thinking well, he he like you petty uh, uh, poor people. Uh, I worry about yourselves. Uh, I I I lost a game, but I I get this straight. Y'all worry about yourselves. <laughs> that's true. And he also got in trouble for that one comment that he made with the woman reporter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing about the the, the routes or whatever. But that was a minor thing. I think the thing people probably hold against him the most was in the Super Bowl, how he didn't die for the ball and he kind of just went back. And then after the Super Bowl, whenever he was being interviewed, he didn't want to answer the questions. Looked like he was just all mad. But I don't fault him for that. I feel like I might be the same way if I had lost the biggest game of my life. Like, I don't want to hear that in the background this other guy, he's trashing me and talking about, oh, just make Cam Newton run. Uh, if we can do that, I mean, we're we good because he can't throw or whatever they said. I, I don't want to hear that either. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I don't have any problems with how Cam has reacted, but I do see how other people perceive him 
media-wise and people outside of the media or through the media uh, also. We've actually spent a little bit more on that topic than I thought. It went uh, different places, but I'm going to move it along. College football is here, and the big kickoff happened this past Saturday. Florida versus the University of Miami happened Saturday night. Now, just to kind of get off topic, me and Muhammad are brothers because we we mentioned this in the first episode. But you might, if you have been haven't been listening uh, since that first episode, you wouldn't specifically know we're brothers. But we do have a younger brother who is Zion uh, Nelson, who plays for the Miami Hurricanes. He has started as a true freshman at Miami, uh, and you might have actually heard them talking about him. So he is a big, big, big recruit. Uh, but um, to kind of draw it in and not be so biased, <laughs> um, <laughs> and not be so biased, it was a great game that was uh, kind of sloppy also, because it kind of looked like a first game. Uh, it was kind of awkward, I think, in, in general, on how general scoring happens in a game, uh, but Florida did win 24-20 to 20 over Miami, but they only won with well-placed luck. With Florida, uh, winning, they still dropped in the national rankings, and Miami went went up in the rankings. So, do you feel that voters are saying with this move that Florida is overrated or is Miami underrated? I think it's the combination of both. I actually thought this before the game started. I feel like everybody thought that Miami wasn't much of anything. Well, you know, I can kind of throw this bias in there. I I thought the the, the Miami Hurricanes were better because of my brother, but um, <laughs> the I, I felt like Florida was a little bit overrated because I mean just look how they played. It's not like they played like some top ten team. They were very sloppy. Miami was sloppy too. They really shot themselves in the foot, especially in the beginning of the game with the delayed games and um, it was a couple of different things. Yeah, delayed games, um, false starts, and all of that. But they are a very young team. Florida has no excuse for that. These guys have been playing together for a a good amount of time. And they have some NFL prospects waiting to be drafted for next year. So I'm thinking that Florida is definitely overrated. um, And they will not win anything this year. I mean, they, they probably might get to, I guess... No, no, they're not getting to the SEC championship. They won't even make it that far. They'll get a bowl game, but not SEC championship. They might finish top 15. That's it. That's all I see. I I agree. Well, uh, uh, by what I saw Saturday, I agree. Florida did not look like a top 10 team at all, uh, and they don't have an excuse. Miami is a very young team. They have a new coach. They have uh, new players on the offensive line, including our brother, uh, along with a new quarterback. So that's why I say they had well-placed luck. It's many opportunities Miami did have the chance to win that game and messed it up in a few different ways, like that drop punt reception, which got them a score. Also, it seemed like Florida did not respect Miami's defense because they went for it on fourth down three straight times. Uh, in the first quarter, uh, which resulted in them scoring. A lot of times, I, I just, it, it was a weird game for the play calling, how sloppy some of the plays went. It was an overall really great game, but 
from what I'm seeing, I would say Miami is underrated because they're going to get it together. They're young. This is their first game together. And I do, I think it's both. I think, and then I also think Florida is overrated. They won't make it. I, I say they'll be at the bottom of the top 20. Okay. I, I can see that also. Um, one thing that I heard on the broadcast was that college football is the only football that doesn't have a preseason because the NFL has a preseason. They play four games. High school has a preseason. They play jamborees and scrimmages. So yeah, you're going to get a lot of these pre-snap penalties that should not happen, mainly because they haven't been in this atmosphere where there's a full crowd around them. And this is like a prime time game. So I, I feel like Miami, they're really going to clean up some of these pre, pre-snap penalties, and they're only going to go up from here. I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I think the old era of the Miami Heat can come about. They can be the Clemson of now now also. Uh, but um, moving it along, we're going to move on to the NBA, where the Lakers have found their replacement. And it is who we kind of were talking about in the last episode as the Lakers have added Dwight Howard to fill their much-needed center spot. Now, he is, as they say, low-risk, high-reward because he is in shape. Uh, He has impressed the players he did uh, kind of work out for, along with coaches, but they have given him a stern warning. They've actually given him a warning to kind of not be Dwight. I guess... It's kind of hard to describe on what Dwight is because he's been on five different teams in the past couple of years where people just are willing to give him up, no matter the fact that he is a consistent player because he can still get you 13 and 18 rebounds. But do you think Dwight's second time in L.A. at the Lakers would be better than his first stint with the Kobe Lakers? Yes, I think it will be better because he's not expected to do as much this time around. Um, whenever he was with Kobe, he was supposed to be a centerpiece of the big three. Well, one of the centerpieces because, you know, he wasn't going to be uh, bigger than Kobe until he retired. But Dwight Howard, he was looked at one of the future players for the Lakers. He was looked at being a future great for the Lakers. He was looked at being kind of like Shaq, you know, going from the Magic to the Lakers. But that just didn't work out. And this time around, I feel like um, he just doesn't have as much responsibility. You got LeBron there. He's definitely the main player. And then there's Anthony Davis. And there's so much less pressure for him. And if he doesn't live up to what they think he might um, actually be able to do, they're just going to cut bait with him. And that's it. So I, I don't think it's yeah. really too much of a. Um, well, I, I think this is a good situation for both parties, for Dwight Howard and for the Lakers. Yeah, I definitely agree with them. This is very low risk and very big high reward. They We actually know he still can consistently get you all these rebounds. He is a true center. He is already going to go in the Hall of Fame as uh, a true center already at this point. And I think he's actually had enough time to recover 
health-wise. So he does, he's not even relied on to pot, to even have to be the starter. He's on a conditional contract. They are putting him on an absolutely short lease. This leash has one link. That's how how short this leash is uh, on Dwight. He hasn't a condition. Seriously, he he literally is day to day. He is a temp agent right now. Uh, I'm telling you, Dwight, their conditional contract pays him. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm a, I'm going to be right about the right number on this one. But it's 117 thousand per day he stays on the active roster. And wow. If yeah, and if he if he does anything wrong, they can cut bait with him at any moment. It is day by day with his contract. Yeah, and they're really trying to make him prove himself. Like you're not just gonna come up here and create. I guess um, what's the word for it? What's what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, create friction? chaos. Yeah, create chaos friction, chaos, or whatever. Um, we are trying to win a championship. And mm-hmm. if you're not here to help us, you can leave. But if you are, we'll gladly accept it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I, with this relationship, I think they're really just afraid of messing up chemistry. Uh, I I think it's they're more afraid about chemistry because they've built a team that they really want. They they are really actually quite proud of piecing together because at the beginning at the end of last season it is pretty much none of this team other than you can throw uh, of course LeBron Kuzma Rondo and uh, Javale McGee and that's it and four players two backups and two starters and one was on the edge of being a starter so I think they're really afraid of the chemistry aspect and they will kick him out the door so hard if he has an inkling of pulling any type of antics. He he pretty much needs to put tape on his face and just play. <laughs> yeah, and if he doesn't, well, if the Lakers get rid of him, then that will be the end of his career because I don't think any other team would take a chance on him. No, I agree. And he can he can he can save his entire legacy at this point. So if Dwight Howard wins at least one championship with LeBron, do you think perception, overall perception changes? I think over time it'll probably change. But at the moment of them winning the championship, I don't think it will change. Well, I think it begins with Lakers fans. It begins and ends with Lakers fans. Even though Lakers fans are proven to be iffy fans, I'm even a bandwagon fan. I'm not even, I'm Jew, you know. I'm a LeBron fan. <laughs> That's simply cut like that. But the overall Lakers fan is fickle. And it begins and ends with them. If they accept him, and if he gets at least one championship, just one, they don't need multiples. They want multiples, but they just need one. If you give us this one, we will change and rewrite how we perceive you. We'll just say the first time was an accident. It just wasn't a good fit. Yeah, that's true. But 
are you asking the perception of just Laker fans or just fans in general of the NBA? I think it begins and ends with Laker fans. And if they, if Laker fans uh, actually respect him, that ties into LeBron fans respecting him and liking him, which grows into a majority of the NBA fandom liking, or at least changing their perception of him overall, because people have a hard time really coming to terms with the fact that he is already a hall of famer. Like they, they really hate, they, they dislike him personally so much that they can't even grasp onto knowing that he is a hall of famer. They know they, they've seen it. We've, we saw the history over this other uh, earlier part of this decade and nobody wants to give him recognition for that. He was unstoppable. He was the, the, most prototypical center of his time. He was supposed to be the new Superman. And nobody even wants to give him that. So I think it spreads from the fans to the LeBron fans to an overall well overwhelming uh, perception of him. To all fans. I wouldn't say all fans because all fans aren't going to like him. No. <laughs> you never get that on 100% because LeBron doesn't have that. But he has I agree. a good amount. Um. Uh, but I, I think, like, it was like I was saying before. I, I don't think they will, will. their perception of him will change in the present. But over time, as we look, let's say like five years down the road, he will look much better than he does now if they win a championship. I, I give it three. I give it the end of uh, LeBron's stint. If he gets one. It's looked like a success just like his one in, at Cleveland. Okay. But do you think – okay, let's say that the Lakers, they don't win a championship with Dwight on the team. Do you think they think worse of him or the same? Uh, it depends on what he does and how they eventually lose. Is it his fault? Was he ever, ever goofing around that season? Uh, like, they, he is the easy scapegoat. And they, they kind of need him. They kind of need him. Like, they even need him for that. They need him as the, the easiest scapegoat if things go wrong. Yeah, um, because they will cut bait with him quickly. Um, I don't even think that, it, it, I think it's, you might even keep him along just to be that scapegoat. Because who else are you blaming other than the main stars? And they don't want that blame there. Um, I mean, you can blame, blame, I guess, the inexperience a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I don't, no, I don't know. No, I'm not sure. No, they, because Lakers have the team they want, they're, so there's no more excuses. But the one excuse would be you added the white. Yeah, you added the white, but. Um, there's a lot of inexperience. Uh, look at, I guess, uh, what's his name? Anthony Davis. I think you're Davis. thinking about it logically. I think you're thinking <laughs> about it logically. I'm thinking about it. I'm telling you, I'm thinking of, like, fans, how they th- they're going to think of it. They're not going to think about it logically. They're going to think, who is to blame? And the totem pole is really going to go, if Le- Dwight's not there, it's going to be LeBron or AD. Simple as that. LeBron, AD, or somebody who messes up extremely bad like a jr (laughs) 
I mean, that's pretty hard to top J.R. Smith. True, but I'm t- that's what I'm saying. It's literally going to go like that if you don't have the wife. That's the only way somebody else becomes that scapegoat uh, if there's a third person to possibly be that uh, scapegoat who's on the current team and they wouldn't be the white. Now, if you were supplied the white in there, if he ever played around or he ever messed up or something like that, he is the easiest scapegoat that you can blame things on and get rid of and have the same hope for winning next year, the year after that, if you lose next year. Yeah, that's, that's true. But I'll, I'll move along to the U.S. FIBA basketball team. Well, they've done the unthinkable. They have lost. They've lost to Australia at that. And they're in the land down under, in Australia, in front of the, the thousands of thousands of people uh, just watching this game. This happened early Saturday morning. Now, the last time the U.S. team has lost was in 2006. To be exact, September 1st, 2006, when they lost to Greece, 101 to 95. That was a very good team because that team did have Melo. It did have LeBron. And they had, I think, even Tim Duncan on that team. And they ended that stint as a bronze medalist. Now, of course, we have pride. And we we didn't want that to happen again. So the U.S. has gone on a 78-game winning streak. Now, uh, the U.S. team hasn't lost in 13 years, which is a big deal. As I was saying, we're all waiting to see when they will lose so we can blame them. But is the U.S. FIBA World Basketball team chances over before competition even starts? If if the chances that you're talking about are winning the, the gold medal, then yeah, it is over because they don't have the best players in the NBA. And it looks like these players are just dropping like flies. And nobody wants to play so hard for the gold medal when they have an NBA team that's trying to get a championship. So if they go into the NBA season all tired and beat up from playing in a, I guess, useless uh, tournament, it's, it's going to be a terrible look, and they're just not going to be able to play well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's not the best of the best uh, on this scene. There are other players on other teams who have better players uh, now when it comes to the, the World Cup. Um, to be exact, when it came to like this past Saturday morning, it was Patty Mills. Patty Mills was dicing the U.S. team up. He was killing them in every way. It did go into a, a, a four-time overtime, uh, a fourth overtime, um, but he was he was putting in work against his own coach, who, who which would be uh, Doc. Sorry, not Doc Rivers, but um, uh, what's his name? Greg Popovich. There you go, Greg. Greg Popovich. I just couldn't think of it right now. But uh, Greg Popovich, who is also who is coaching the U.S. team. Patty Mills plays for the Spurs, which uh, Popovich does coach. Yeah, and who better to know his system than one of his own players? So that might have helped him in a way. But this just looks bad for the U.S. But in a way, nobody cares. (laughs) Well, not just yet, because the real, real, real competition hasn't fully started. That starts Sunday. Uh, And 
the 12-man roster has been set. Guess who's the man out? New Kuzma. Update. Yep, Kyle Kuzma is the last one cut from U.S. World Cup team. Now, do you think LeBron made the call to get Kuzma out off the ill-equipped sinking ship? I think he uh, called him over real quick, called up Kuz, and he's like, hey, this is a lost cause. And Kuzma, he agreed, and, you know, he's like, you know, I'm not wasting my time with this. I agree. This is not his time to get a gold medal because it does not look like the U.S. team is going to capture that this year. If they do, it will be a great accomplishment because they're going to have to really battle through it. And we're going to see possibly some great basketball from some less impressive players. Uh, But I would say uh, with this, yes, I'd say LeBron did make the call. He he said, "Why are you wasting your time? Come come get the let's form uh, the full team, full uh, Ultron, uh, Voltron, whatever you want to call it." Uh, <laughs> but they he, he was like, "Let's get this chemistry right," and kind of possibly volunteered his to get off. But I found it very suspicious, and I'm pretty sure it it was an immediate call. He probably had a was on the phone with LeBron and then talk to Popovich uh, right after it. But hours after the U.S. team lost to Australia, that is when Kuzma got cut. It was maybe at max six hours after they uh, lost. Yeah, and it's it's just not a good look. He doesn't need to be on the team. Really, should they even have the team? Because I, I don't think this team is good enough to get anywhere. Yeah, I, I agree. And just to kind of supply what this team looked like just in 2016, the uh, the last World Cup team, the the 12-man roster looked a whole lot better. Uh, it was DeAndre Jordan, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Kevin Durant, Harrison Barnes, DeMar DeRozan, DeMarcus Cousins, Carmelo Anthony, of course, you got uh, Melo, uh, gold medal, medal, sorry, gold mellow, medal, mellow. Uh, that's quite hard. I, I didn't think it would be, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Draymond Green, uh, Paul George, Kyrie Irving, and Clay Thompson. Now, do you think this U.S. team is uh comparable to previous U.S. team? No, this is an easy answer. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> this this U.S. team is probably the worst in history. Yeah, I, I would agree when you have your biggest stars, as I said before, being Kimball Walker and Donovan Mitchell. Neither players have led their teams to any type of real run in a playoffs uh, so far. So I, I would think they are ill-equipped uh, when it comes to the competition they're going to be facing. You have... Giannis, he's playing for Greece, uh, which is uh, going to be a formidable uh, team. Now, just to kind of end it off, do you think the U.S. team will medal at all? And there's only three spots. <laughs> if they do, I'm not going to say they're just so much, so much more terrible than the rest of the world. So I'm thinking that they get a bronze medal 
not gold or silver? Uh, uh, I know it's going to start on Sunday. So am I ready to give up hope on the U.S. team? Uh, I think I am. They're not going to meddle. And I'm kind of for them losing just because I want to see the mayhem. Why? Why do you want to see the worst? I want to see the media mayhem. I don't really want to see the U.S. lose, but there are other players on other countries' teams to root for, like Patty Mills, like Giannis. Uh, there are there are a couple of different players to actually want to root for on other different country teams. It's not as past history where the best players play only for the U.S. and you were just really just doing it for your country if you played on other teams because you knew you were going to get smashed. Uh, but it's not it's just not that situation anymore. So it kind of divvies up divvy up loyalty in a way. And this is not a team that many people are going to want to back. No, no, nobody wants to really get behind this team because they know they're not good. And I, I can see your point where there are other players from other countries that are prominent in the NBA. So it's, man, it, it just looks bad for the U.S. team. Yeah. Honestly, I kind of think I, my money's on Giannis. I think Giannis might use this as a tear for not winning or going to the championship last year. That's why I'm saying last year. It was just a couple months ago, but last season. Yeah, um, I can see that. I can see him really putting that out there. But I don't see why. What else does he have to prove overseas? He needs to prove it in the NBA. Well, he's on this. He's on a young man's tear. Like, hey. I can do anything. I'm in the best shape of my life, and nobody's going to stop me. He He's in that zone right now, and all due respect to him. I, I say he should keep doing that. He, he, LeBron went on this type of tear where he just played every summer. He played uh, – he pretty much played year-round for about eight years. But I see him proving it to himself that he can win something on a big stage. This is just – a precursor to him winning a championship in the next in this upcoming season. I think he he wants to fully take full energy into any basketball thing he does. Uh, but I, I forget my other point. But uh, I, I I just say Giannis is going. Oh, sorry, that's that was my question. Sorry, I just thought about it. Tell me who any player on the U.S. team that's going to guard Giannis or stop him from driving down the lane. There is none. So that's why I'm putting my money on that. (laughs) But I don't think he has anything to prove over in that area. One thing that I feel like is proving to be more prominent and uh, I I guess like players doing it more is load management. So why waste your time on a, a World Cup team whenever you're trying to win an NBA championship? I definitely hear you, but Giannis specifically said he's not about that low management life. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts. I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. Uh, he's going to learn. But right now, 
I think any energy and any basketball he puts himself in, he's going to get full effort. I can really see that. Um, just like Westbrook, you know, always yeah. putting in the effort every single game. But I, he's not going to risk his body playing in useless games. Yeah. Uh, he'll Eventually, he'll learn load management, but I don't think he's going to do it right now. I think he's going to do it for his country. I think he's going to do it for uh, getting good speed on the – just wanting to advance in, in general. I think it makes a statement if he, him winning the MVP and also winning – Anywhere above the U.S. team, even if they don't make any type of meddling, I think that makes a statement. Yeah, it, it makes a little statement, and it gives him a little bit of championship experience, but I don't think it's necessary. It, it's not necessary, but I also think he's in this crazy young person mode where I, I'm not old, but I'm just I know that type of energy where you're. You're putting full energy into everything because you just want to see what you can do. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah, but just to uh, kind of end it there, this has been So You Think You Know Sports. Uh, we're going to uh, get into the second part, which is the questions. Like always, your guess is about as good as mine. There will be three questions. All will be multiple choice. You have three selections and a little bit of time to actually answer. But we're going to go ahead and start. Go with the first question, Mohamed. Which of the following NFL teams has never won an NFL championship? A, Buffalo Bills, B, Kansas City Chiefs, or C, New York Jets? Hmm. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to I know this, uh, but it, it's... Only hard between two of those answers. Um, but go ahead. Question and answer again. Which of the following NFL teams has never won an NFL championship? A, Buffalo Bills, B, Kansas City Chiefs, or C, New York Jets? Mm. As this, I don't have much commentary for this one. Um, uh, I, I just... I'm pretty sure on I, – I'll, I'll save my commentary for one last time. Go ahead. The question and answer. Which of the following NFL teams has never won an NFL championship? A, Buffalo Bills, B, Kansas City Chiefs, or C, New York Jets? All right. So I was saving the commentary because I think anything I would say would give away an answer. Uh, so with the, I know the Jets have won because Joe Namath won with them. He even called it, uh, he's in the hall of fame for it. Um, but so I already know the New York Jets, uh, the New Jersey, yeah, New York Jets, they, they won a championship. They won a Super Bowl. So I'm going to go ahead and count them out. Uh, now you have the Buffalo Bills and you have the Kansas City Chiefs. I honestly don't remember the Chiefs ever winning a Super Bowl. And it's, that's the only hard thing. And I'm pretty sure the Bills have won one. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and give you a final answer. Uh, B, the Chiefs. That is wrong. It's actually the oh. Buffalo Bills. Wow. 
Uh, for some reason, I thought they might have won one with OJ, but I, I just couldn't remember whether he won a Super Bowl. Well, I'm not sure if he won a Super Bowl, but I know the Buffalo Bills didn't. They made it to four consecutive uh, Super Bowls, but they lost all of them. Ah, uh, so that's what got me tied. Okay, okay, I understand that. All right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm not too uh, mad at that one. <laughs> Go ahead to the second question. What NFL team drafted Eli Manning? A, New York Giants, B, San Diego Chargers, or C, Baltimore Ravens? Hmm. Now, uh, Eli Manning plays for the Giants currently. We collectively think he sucks as a quarterback because he throws so many interceptions. Uh, But he has one two Super Bowls for the New York Giants. Eh, a lot of history won't say he backed into both Super Bowls, but just, just a little commentary for you. Go ahead with the uh, question and answer. Again. <laughs> what NFL team drafted Eli Manning? A, New York Giants, B, San Diego Chargers, or C, Baltimore Ravens? No. I just don't see him getting drafted to the Baltimore Ravens, but I'm pretty sure whatever happened was a quick trade. It's just a little too easy to say he played for the Giants, but I'm going to give you one last chance to kind of think about it. Go ahead and hit it with the question and answer one more time. What NFL team drafted Eli Manning? A, New York Giants. B, San Diego Chargers, or C, Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, and then I I didn't talk about the San Diego Chargers. Most people really wouldn't think it's the San Diego Chargers, but I I do think it's the San Diego Chargers. I think that's one of those weird, weird, weird facts, and we're going to find out whether I'm right, uh, because I'm pretty sure he played – sorry, he got drafted by the San Diego Chargers and traded to the Giants – uh, so I'll go B, San Diego Chargers. That is correct. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, how how did you come about with that answer? I, I kind of knew that from, I, like, it's a long time ago. I might have seen it uh, watching something. I really don't remember exactly when, but for, I just knew it was the San Diego Chargers. Even if you wouldn't uh like, selected the answers. I, for some reason, remember that fact. You probably just remembered it just from the background, from ESPN or something. It was just in the background. I don't know. I don't know what year it was, what was being said. I I don't know. It might have been one of those Super Bowls when I was actually invested in them beating the the Patriots. (sighs) Not good memories. (laughs) Sorry, I opened the wound. (laughs) But on to the next. <laughs> Final question, and we'll meet you next week on Wednesday as this is the last week of preseason for the NFL and college has fully also uh taken part. We'll we'll kinda talk about that. Uh some a little bit of the college games and kind of what's going on in the XFL. But go ahead with the last question, Mohammed. Which of the following NBA teams has not played on Christmas Day? consecutively over the past five years a oklahoma city thunder b 
Portland Trailblazers, or C, Golden State Warriors? Sheesh. For the last five years. <sighs> you said has not, right? Yes, has not. God, that's going to be kind of hard. You can go to the complete question and answer again. Which of the following NBA teams has not played on Christmas Day consecutively over the past five years? A, Oklahoma City Thunder. B, Portland Trailblazers. Or C, Golden State Warriors. God, this is such a hard one because you can kind of think, hey, maybe it's a trick question. Uh, Maybe Golden State uh, didn't play. On it, but I, I, I kind of think yes, they did. They've, they've been a part of this for a while, but five years kind of pushes outside of their no, it's right inside their dynasty uh, area. But they that first year they won, it might not have been a Christmas game. <sighs> uh, one more time with the question and answer, and I'm gonna break down the last couple quick answers. Which of the following NBA teams? has not played on Christmas Day consecutively over the past five years. A, Oklahoma City Thunder, B, Portland Trailblazers, or C, Golden State Warriors. This is such a hard one because I think OKC has played in, uh, in the past three, sorry, past five seasons. And I feel like Portland Trailblazers, they tend to be that late game for some reason, and they. Uh, this is such a hard, hard question. Um, shoot! Oh my god. I guess I'm just gonna. Eesh. This is such a hard. <laughs> I'm gonna have to just kind of toss this one up. Um, god. Give it your best guess. Yeah. Um, gonna say Warriors. No, <laughs> that's wrong. I thought so. I just was like, trick question. Just go with <laughs> trick question. <laughs> go ahead. It's the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, see, I thought that was the easy. I just kept tricking myself on these answers. Yeah, you think too much and yeah. you think wrong. Yeah, I definitely thought wrong on that one. I was just like, you know what, let's go with the trick question because all of them sound like a trick. But (laughs) uh, hopefully I'll do better next time, and hopefully you did all right or at least learned a little something in those questions. But this has been So You Think You Know Sports. Good night.